Hello and welcome to another Modern Commerce Talk session. I'm your host, Jack Stratton from Insider Trends, as always. And really pleased to be joined today by Jamie Cairns, Chief Strategy Officer at Fluent Commerce. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jack. Thanks for having me. Not at all, Jamie. It's a pleasure to be speaking to you. We're going to be talking um, about an area of, um, you know, very much in your kind of sweet spot, um, which is order management, and particularly important at the moment. And that's kind of where my kickoff question um, is going to be around, Jamie. Why, um, you know, if, if you just start talking about your kind of view of this, why is order management so important, particularly now at a time of kind of economic uncertainty pretty much all over the world? Um, and and with kind of the way that customers are behaving, the way that the retail landscape and business landscape is moving, why is order management so important at the moment and how is it changing? Well, I think I think to look at the moment, it's quite interesting to have a quick look at the past as well, right? So order management was historically a tool that was used to facilitate the fulfillment of orders after they've been placed on a commerce platform or through a call center or something like that. And it was very much an after the buy button experience. It was very much around um, fulfillment optimization, let's say. Uh, over the last couple of years, order management has changed and we, we actually end up spending much more time talking to our, our customers and our partners around inventory management as a component or a foundational layer for order management. So why is that the case i think is the question right and, and that, that mm -hmm. then leads into what it is that order management does for um the these uncertain times and the key foundation layer of unifying inventory and whether you're a retailer you're a brand that goes direct to consumer or you're a wholesaler um or a manufacturer for that matter whether you're selling b2c or b2b you've typically got sitting in multiple locations some of those might be owned by yourself your own warehouses if you're a retailer, they may also be in your own stores. And we're seeing much more um, multi-party relationships with people selling each other's products, either on a dropship basis or a B2B to C mm. basis. So essentially the supply chain for product to get into the hands of consumers has got far more complicated. And also yeah. consumers across a range of different channels. They used to just walk into stores or as a wholesaler, you buy direct from your rep. Um, but now buying through marketplaces, through aggregators, products that aren't owned by the retailer that you actually buy from. So order management then sits a section between a range of kind of complexity on the supply chain side and a bit of complexity on the demand or the sales side. So unifying where all that inventory sits within um, your organization or outside your organization allows you to then make promises to your customers as to how something will be fulfilled. And we see mm. a lot more of that activity happening before the buy button than after the buy button, because in order to be the preferred choice uh, of place of purchase, you need to be able to promise what you're going to deliver and when you're going to deliver it and the terms mm. on which you're going to do that. Now that that over the past couple of years during times of um, uh, great productivity, let's say as, as a boom in booming online, um, has been all about conversion optimization, about customer acquisition, about being the the front and center of your consumers. We've seen supply chain challenges emerge over the last little while. And with that boom in, in demand, the complexity around fulfilling and being able to meet those promises become a lot more challenging. So where we see much more emphasis today is in is in doing things like avoiding split shipments, 
in ensuring that you know exactly where all of your inventory is so that if you make a promise to a customer, you don't need to cancel that order. Um, you are fulfilling from the most efficient way. I think there's a lot more focus, at least within my customers, on operational efficiency and ensuring that once, a, once you've made that investment in acquiring a customer and converting them into, into a customer from a prospect, you're able to really fulfill on the promise that you've made to them. So order management is is sitting kind of as a customer experience enabler in making sure that you can make the greatest promises ever made. But in the economic environment that we see at the moment, I'm seeing a lot more emphasis around operational efficiency and saving on um, fulfillment costs on ensuring that you're doing it in the most efficient way. Really, really interesting. And you mentioned frequently there this idea of promises. Um, and I hadn't thought about it in those terms, but has that then you kind of hinted at this, but have you seen a real shift kind of post pandemic in the sense of, you know, I've heard lots of stories about how um, kind of customer behavioral stuff around, I don't know, people feeling like promises were broken as e-com scaled up and they were buying from brands. Actually, those brands maybe were scaling too quickly, couldn't handle the orders, maybe because their order management wasn't particularly great. And they grew too quickly um, and customers feeling like actually what was happening were broken promises you know whether that's late deliveries the wrong deliveries problems with returns all this kind of stuff so is that is it also kind of like a um you know like a reaction to to that because that's something i've seen a lot in the uk there's this sense of you know actually people feeling quite irritated sometimes by you know certain e-com platforms letting them down and it's again about making sure that you deliver on promises yeah it's it's really hard to acquire a customer and then once you've got them let's make sure we keep them and we can we can build you know the the value proposition of paying a lot of money to acquire a customer is that you can retain them for a long time and that you can sell multiple times to them and, and have a great lifetime value I, I i'm sure you did as well i experienced failures in that delivery promise during yeah. the last couple of years and i found myself which is somewhat contrary to my natural character, which is a bit more shoot from the hip. But, you know, looking through returns policies, looking through yeah. delivery commitments, because I was trying to second guess whether I could trust that a retailer really was able to deliver something to me. You know, seeing, seeing retailers that were able to demonstrate that they had stock of an item maybe they named maybe they had a number that they had in stock that gave me a higher degree mm. of confidence that they had it um that they were able to make specific delivery commitments and that mm. changed depending on whether i was collecting something or it was being delivered to home or to a third party pickup location i was starting to use those kind of signals yeah. in order to determine where i was buying from so i think i think you're right yeah being able to trust that you're going to get what it is you're after is super important. And that doesn't always mean that I need it today or tomorrow. But I need I need whatever it is that I'm signing up for and what I'm paying for. I need to know I'm going to get it. So I think it's really incumbent on those that are selling to make clear, committed promises that they know that they can fulfill on. Making a mistake on it is somewhat excusable. But really, it's not it's not going to really buy you loyalty. Yes, that's it. Promises and loyalty. It feels like I'm, I'm, I guess I'm getting a bit of a sense in your world what order management is about because it's interesting. I think it's 
maybe quite easy to just assume that it's simply about doing things as quickly as possible. But you're not really you haven't really talked about that at, at any point. You haven't said that this is about getting stuff out quick. It's not about that. It's clearly about about, as you say, um, efficiency, which can, I guess, lay a foundation in your order management efficiency for um, for, for making sure you keep promises. That's kind of what it is. Um, yeah, and could you, we're all different. Could you tell me a bit? We're all we're all different, yeah. Jack. Right. So, so some some consumers of some brands, the number one most important factor might be speed. Um, you know, particularly in apparel, if I want to do click and collect in apparel, and I'm getting it in thirty minutes, and that's super important to me. It's really important to be able to do that, right? We've got other consumer types with other preferences. Sustainable delivery is a really important one. So I might be more impressed that you can consolidate three or four different items from different sellers into one delivery and have that come to me in a week from now. That might be more important to me. So all of those different demands that are coming from consumers are getting more varied. It's really difficult to be able to just say I do one thing very well because that doesn't hit the mark with everyone. That I suppose leads me to the, an obvious question: Is and is that a big part of what order management is about? Is that when you get it right, when it's working really, really well, when you invest in it, um, you can then more easily meet those new customer needs in terms of delivery and fulfilment, right? That it's not just get my stuff fast. Actually, as you say, it could be sustainability. It could merely be on time, even if that's in three days. You know, um, that's what it's about. Is it really order management? Yes, it's allowing. It's allowing retailers and brands to be able to deliver on whatever their brand promise is. And that's mm. very different for a Chanel to a Primark. And yeah. one isn't better or worse than the other, but they have different consumer types, they have different product assortments, they have different expectations placed upon them. And they ought not to be constrained by software, by their commerce platform, or by their enterprise resource planning system. Order management gives them a degree of flexibility that sits in between that to be able to adjust what's important to them. And that will change over time for a lot of um, uh, a lot of merchants. So certainly yeah, this kind of ever changing consumer dynamic and the imperative to operate business profitably need to meet somewhere. And order management is kind of a control center where you can match those two things up. And kind of as um, as a sort of final part of this conversation I'm kind of interested in just from your point of view and maybe some of the projects you're working on what do you see as the big kind of um, shifts or trends coming in order management now or next maybe in the near future what's sort of changing what's happening that's noticeably different from this current situation which I completely get you have the pandemic e-commerce booms it's all a bit kind of chaotic through things like order management, we're starting to maybe focus rightly a bit more on loyalty. Do you just see a continuation of that or is there anything else coming that you think can change things again? Um, well, we're, we're always trying to change the game a little bit, right? So, so we yeah. built, and you know, not, not to talk about the product, but it, philosophically, order management sits on a layer of unified inventory across a range of different locations in real time so the most up-to-date view of where all your stock sits and historically that was sitting very tightly coupled with your fulfillment logic in order management so those two things were one system um what we've done we just just launched uh, nrf in january 
is a separation where inventory sits in its own module. We've called it big inventory um, because I like the big data nomenclature and then we decided to uh, borrow it for, for big inventory. But there's a lot of parallels there. We see inventory as some of the most valuable data that sits within um, a retailer or a, or a wholesaler or a manufacturer. So knowing where your inventory sits is important. And it seems very trite to say it, but it hasn't been the case always. It's always been yeah, silent absolutely. historically. Yeah. So pulling all of that into one place, order management is one consumer of that inventory because it's used to make available to sell promises and it's used to um, influence order fulfillment workflows. But actually there's a ton of other systems out there that could benefit from a real-time view of inventory. So I don't know if you've ever searched for a product and found it was out of stock. I, I had my, um, sorry, Santa had my son's Christmas present that he was searching for before Christmas. Um, pair of trainers went to a certain retailer, it was out of stock. For the next two weeks, everywhere I went on the internet, I had a retarget ad sent to me for that same pair of trainers. Every time I looked at it, I grew more frustrated. I knew it was out of stock. Yeah. What a wasted opportunity. So Absolutely. using inventory data to inform other systems like display ads, um, like search pers and personalization on, on the product listing page. We don't just hero the images that are popular or the products that are popular. Let's hero the ones that are in stock or perhaps that we have overstock of and we can start to promote those. Looking at demand forecasting that's based on available inventory data. So there's a range of other systems that can become inventory aware. So um, order management systems, you know, kind of where, where do they change? It's actually the inventory component of order management systems, which I think have the greatest potential to add value to a bunch of other systems that are already in existence. We don't need to build out a new search tool. We don't need to build out a new display ad platform. We just make the inventory available to those platforms so they're better at doing their job. I love that because I'm so aware um, all the time in terms of retail trends that, um, you know, online kind of customer acquisition costs PPC costs as a new retailer, established retailer, um, it's becoming more and more and more expensive, prohibitively expensive. This is exactly the kind of thing um, I can see that actually the industry needs to make that work better because it's it's that expensive that you you know it's it, it's really an essential opportunity to make the most of it. That's exactly what you're talking about. You know, making yeah. those retargeting ads useful rather than irritating. And I I haven't seen tons of innovation around that, so I, I love what you just described. Well, we've we've got just ever increasingly digitally savvy consumers who know that their data is being collected, right? We, we're more than aware that wherever we click around the internet, that data is being collected. If we go look at a product, we know that at some point we'll go and get, an, we'll get a retargeting ad for, for us. And that's okay if it's done in a smart way. I think, we've, I think mm. the, the expectation is higher and higher as we know more and more is being collected about us. So not only is it a missed opportunity for a retailer, I actually hold that retailer in lower regard now because they've yep. collected data about me, they've tracked me and they've inefficiently then retargeted me. I'm less impressed mm. with them than I might be otherwise. And, and maybe that's just a, a, a slight change in my, um, in my view of them, but it's an incredibly competitive world out there. So that slight mm. change in my view of them means, you know, unless you have a uniquely differentiated product, I find the same thing somewhere else as somebody that treats me better or treats my data better. I don't want to overdo it, but I'm more likely to use them. Oh, I couldn't agree more. In, in the world we're now in, the retail business landscape, like you say, B2B, B2C, anything, it's all about these tiny differences. You know, um, <laughs> it really, really is. 
and it's like you said it sounds odd that you might I, I def it definitely influences me if I feel like I'm getting the kind of online advertising experience that I've always had and it's not really learning anything about what's happening now in other words something is out of stock the difference between that and and ads maybe saying kind of hinting at that there's this other product that is in stock that's similar that's a completely different because then I'm like well I, I don't really mind you having my data if you're going to do something constructive with it right yep yep so we we think that um that inventory data can inform it's not it's not the only informative aspect of a display ad for sure but it should go into that uh, that cocktail of decision making as to what it is that's going to be surfaced for you. And I think um, it's something that hasn't been used historically. Um, mm -hmm. So we're partnering with with a bunch of the um, search tools, display ad folks, demand forecasting folks, and that's that's where I see the greatest innovation in in order management because I think I think we've solved for. Um, fulfillment optimization for the most part. We have a sophisticated rules engine that you can tweak to your heart's content. Um, very important, but I don't think that's where um, modern order management systems differentiate. I think it's about how they can empower other systems to be more valuable than they are, and we get this uh, amplifying effect. I love it. And um, that phrase, inventory aware, I love Jamie. I'm probably going to steal that and use that separately to make myself look like an expert on this subject. <laughs> Please do. I think I stole it from someone else, so I'll just pass on. Is it worse? We're all just, it's just a chain of stealing stuff, isn't it? That's what's going on. Um, Jamie, it's been such a pleasure um, talking to you. I'm sorry we don't have time for more, but maybe we'll talk again on another subject. I feel like I've learned lots. Um, so thanks for your time. Thanks for everyone who's um, taken the time to listen. Um, lots more of these talks with all kinds of other businesses in the e-com world up on the uh, Venture website. That's all we've got time for today. Um, and thanks a lot, Jamie. Take care.